0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Viewed as long overdue, the sale of alcohol bill is designed to reinvigorate the pub sector with so many closing in recent times. But could it have the opposite effect and hasten the closure of many businesses around the country? Well, I'm joined by the chairperson of the Cork City and Cork County branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland, owner of the Castle Inn, Michael O'Donovan, and by independent TD for Roscommon Galway, Michael Fitzmaurice. Good morning and welcome. Uh, let's go to you uh, first Michael O'Donovan Uh, the uh, new bill what's wrong with it? I suppose,
1: Pat, the, look, there's large sections of this bill we're very much supportive of, but there's one section, uh, it's called extinguishment, that we have a major, I suppose, issue with, and it's what you allude to there. Um, the Minister currently thinks that by uh, enforcing this extinguishment that she will create more pubs in rural Ireland especially. And, look, the the reality is, the, I think, the, this will have the opposite effect by having extinguishment removed. Um, it will force uh, pubs that are there um, to disappear over time, as
0: we've seen. No, no. Uh, just to explain, that, like you're very familiar with the whole process of extinguishment, and I, I, I'm aware that uh, you know a license exists, and then if it is, uh, say, the pub decides to close down, they can sell that licence to a Lidl or an Aldi and so on, so that they can open up their off-licence section. Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, current legislation necessitates that in order to obtain a licence for a new pub or an off-licence, it's necessary to extinguish an existing licence. So I suppose in layman's terms, if you want to open uh, a new pub or an off-licence, you either buy an existing one and go to court and get the licence transferred into your name, or if you're opening a new venue, you buy a license from somewhere that is closed, more than likely, and transfer the licence from the old venue yeah. into your new venue.
0: Now, what is proposed in this new bill, then? Is it that the whole process of extinguishment and possible sale of licences will be over, and it's just up to anyone, a little, an Aldi, a publican, uh, or wannabe publican, to apply for a licence anew, just like the taxis where you know, they used to sell those licences uh, for huge amounts of money, and then suddenly they changed the licensing system, and those licences become came worth pretty much five grand
1: yeah that's exactly in a nutshell um, what the minister is proposing that it would be deregulation um, by removal of ex- uh, the extinguishment and pubs could open I suppose anywhere they like uh, once they conform to the fire officer the guardian and local authority and planning but the feeling is at the moment look over the last decade we've seen uh, 20% of the pub stock of Ireland close And what's there now is viable, I suppose, in many areas, and seeing another pub opening in an area, just say if you have an example of two pubs in an area, if a third pub comes in, what they're going to do is dilute the business between three businesses, and over a period of time it could force pubs to close, so... It's uh, look. The market has found its its level at the moment. Uh, we think, and by deregulating this, uh, you're going to open it up against yeah. the market, and it's going to force more out of the market. Yeah.
0: Um, the other thing, I suppose, is that maybe to some publicans, uh, that licence which they possess from back in the day has a value. It's like a retirement sum that when they do decide to close their shop, they have a value either selling the premises with the license, which would be worth a lot of money, a lot more money than the the four walls, perhaps, or else, as I say, to the German multiples or anyone else, Tesco, whatever, who wants to open up, uh, they get a nice uh, tidy sum. So that will vanish. That uh, will be no longer part of the publican's assets in theory
1: yeah look in in rural Ireland, the value of a license is a large portion of your business in in towns and cities it 's less of a of a, i suppose a, a value because the building and the property would probably be worth more. but for rural Ireland, the license is a vital part of of the business and if you 're going for a loan from the bank or anything, the license is taken into account. this will all have an effect on future borrowings for businesses and the viability of businesses if the, if the potential earnings of a licence is, uh, is, is taken mm. away.
0: And what typically would a licence change hands for these days?
1: Yeah, currently here in Cork we had a licence sold last week it, it actually went up to Dublin um, and it was €60,000.
0: €60,000. So that literally would uh, be have no value um, if this law is passed.
1: Yeah, it will be a nominal value whatever will be set by the minister or the authority that will be in charge. Um, Just like the taxis, as you said there, um, it would have a nominal fee and that would be the fee for uh, getting a new licence.
0: Now, I know we have a current taxi crisis, but you have to look back to... Before, they deregulated taxis and it was, um, you know, extremely difficult, certainly in the cities and larger towns, to get a taxi when you needed it. People didn't feel safe um, having to walk home the, the, the highways and byways or even in the city streets. They couldn't get a taxi. Deregulation came along and suddenly there were loads of taxis. Now, I know you'll point out there's no shortage of pubs at the moment, so uh, th- that, it's not quite the same, but the idea that competition is the life of trade.
1: Yeah, look, Pat, <clears throat> we're in competition every day. Pubs are in competition with, with each other. Pubs are in competition with other hospitality outlets. Pubs are in competition with people's houses. Um, and like w- competition isn't what we're afraid of but the pub is, I suppose, in Ireland it's, it's a cultural part of our fabric, of our society so if if this goes through and the Minister thinks that she's going to be increasing uh, licences in rural Ireland especially we think that's majorly flawed because, as I said, if, if, if there's two pubs in a the community they're involved in the community they're fundraising for the community they're meeting places for the community a third pub comes in that community in a couple of years' time could very easily find itself with no pub because none of the three pubs would Mm. be viable. So that's what we're really worried about, that this will have a major effect on rural Ireland as opposed to urban Ireland, the big towns and cities where there's mass competition at the moment. And this is why we think this piece of the legislation uh, is is flawed at the moment.
0: Yeah. Um, There are places, though, I'm sure, around rural Ireland where uh, the current owner of a pub is running a dump. And uh, some young entrepreneurial man or woman says, I could do better than that if only I could get a license, but I can't really afford to find uh, 60 grand to buy a license, you know, in some part of the hinterland. Number one, you got to find one that's for sale. And number two, you've got to find the money to buy it. And uh, it might be seen that that's an inhibition to enterprise, that you can't simply apply to the courts, get a license, show that you're a decent, honorable person uh, and that you have like a good notion as to what you might supply to the the customer?
1: Yeah, but at the moment, Pat, there is licenses out there for sale. And if there is an area, as you said, where there's a pub that's not doing as good as it potentially could be, uh, you put a business case to uh, any bank and they will be more than willing to give a loan at the moment uh, for something like that. So, like, w- we see it all the time. Pubs are opening. There's others closing. Um, and it, that is being done. So, like, the cor- as I said, the market at the moment has found, uh, I suppose, it's, 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 its level. And, look, demographics, people have been moving from rural Ireland. Um, and, you know, pubs have closed, as I said, over the last decades and a half. So, at the moment, we feel that there is sufficient fu- uh, pubs uh, around uh, to service what's okay. there, and look, there's always people closing, people opening, um, and it's it, We just think okay, that this so legislation the, this, will
0: the, cause more. The, to close. the market works at the moment, even though there has been a reduction in the number of public houses. Perhaps we had too many. Who knows? Anyway, Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Michael O'Donovan, uh, chair of the Cork City and Cork County branch of the Vintners Federation of Ireland. Michael FitzMorris, independent TD for Roscommon Galway. Listening to that conversation. Uh, good morning, Michael. Good morning, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Now, you are obviously in um, the Doyle, so uh, you can have some say in all of this. What is your take on the proposal? Because, as the other Michael said, there's some good things in the bill.
2: Yeah, and which there are. And I'd always say you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. In the line of the bill that was coming in, you'd be fairly familiar with in the line of Dublin and the larger cities um, at times say with if with everyone coming out in the streets together it would cause problems and that's why opening hours were being extended basically but um when you it's it's sort of the complete reverse in parts of rural ireland unfortunately we have seen you know a huge amount of pubs closed right around the rural areas um i would always say and it's well known in rural ireland when a town goes down to one pub it's actually worse. You're better off if you had two pubs or three pubs, because it brings more people in, because people have a tendency to move around. Um, The biggest problem that I see with the new bill is that, you know, in a rural area, you might have ten people in. I know you'll have a right to close whenever you want, but um, you're not going to be open all night, and you get some straggler coming in at one o'clock, and three or four people there, and you're wanting to go to bed. It's... it's not an ideal situation in the line of the licence situation um, there is a lot of licences being sold at the moment there's no point in saying there's not Um, I think that we have a bigger problem the Minister might think that uh, by deregulating it and I take your point about the taxis in Dublin but look at where we are in taxis today they're begging people to get back into it even though it was deregulated um, the biggest yeah, yeah but problem they did
0: other, other things for example you used to be able to get into the taxi business if you had a half decent uh, not too old Ford Mondeo yeah, correct, now yeah, if you yeah, want to get yeah, into yeah, the taxi has, business has, you have to, to have an accessible yeah, one it, at, at great I, cost
2: I take your I t- I take your point in that but the the one thing I would say is that um, even if it was deregulated in the morning, um, I don't think that that's going to solve the problem. For the simple reason, Pat, that's not the the problem that we have at the moment with pubs closing. We have a serious situation right around the country. Covid took a, a fierce effect um, in the rural areas where you know people often went for a few drinks. Then, obviously, pubs were closed, and that. And since that, they have never recouped to where they were, and on on top of this um if you do deregulate everything um it's not going to be the magic bullet in the line of keeping the lights on because as you were well aware Pat, um, it costs money be it in coolers and fridges and all the different things to run a pub and you have to have a fair good footfall and I think that's where the problem lies at the moment with the Norfolk Republicans struggling and if you look around I just saw straight after Christmas there it was said to see in a lot of the Western papers uh, businesses that had been in business for 40, 50, 60 years they were shutting the doors because they could no longer do it because energy costs and, and inflation has hit them hard. And whether you deregulate or not, you're still going to have all those energy costs. And I think we have to address something that way.
0: Yeah, I'm just wondering, Michael, whether life is uh, changing anyway. You know, people staying at home, access to broadband, great streaming services. Uh, used to have to go to the pub to watch the match. Uh, people don't do that so much anymore. Uh, And even when they bring home alcohol, of course, uh, minimum unit pricing has pushed up the cost of that, but not sufficient to to compete with, in the Dublin area, eight euros for a pint.
2: Yeah, well, thankfully, um, it's a fair bit less in my local, in Klinsk. um, And in in the areas around my area, the pint is an awful lot less than that. But you are correct in saying, sort of, people's habits have changed, especially since COVID, because they were taken out of a... Uh, situation where the places were closed, they were at home, then obviously more drinking and it's not the ideal scenario, I'll be very blunt with you, Um, because we've seen sort of um, more, unfortunately, more violence in certain parts of the country at night. Um, in domestic violence. Um, It's not the ideal scenario. But we do have a complete culture change at the moment. It is more difficult for pubs. Um, I would always encourage people, I'm not saying you overuse drink or anything, I would always encourage people to use their local because Mm -hmm. it's no more than uh, the credit union or a a cash machine. If you don't use it, you won't have it. And um, we do see at the moment, I am, especially since Christmas, a lot of people have limped on Over the last three to four months, and from Christmas to the New Year, but my God, the amount of pubs that I have seen—you know, the news on the on on the papers that are closing—it's alarming. I know that the minister is trying to, and it's done in a good spirit, trying to. Uh, help the whole um, situation but I don't think it's going to be the silver, silver bullet that will solve it's, the yeah, problem. It's,
0: it's a problem you remember Michael McDowell years ago suggested uh, you know the cafe bar type uh, idea which in an urban setting can work quite well where you go in and you can have a coffee and a cake or you can have a glass of wine in continental Europe that works uh, perfectly well but just wondering whether the whole model of the pub, and I love the traditional pub where you have a snug and a pint and a nice warm fire, I love that. But at the same time, it may not be viable unless you're selling the scones and the coffee, which have high margins, uh, in order to pay the bills.
2: You know, there's sort of two different types of Ireland. There's where you have a fair footfall, and um, there is, and there has opportunities. In fairness, some pubs have diversified as well, Pat, and they have gone into food. Um, They've gone into the likes of the coffee and the scone and all of that to try and bolster their trade. But there are parts of the country, to be honest about it, that you might never sell a scone within the pub because you'd have, in a real rural area, where a few, they wouldn't be open all day, first of all. Second of all, they might open at 7 o'clock in the evening or 8 o'clock in the evening and the people that have been going in would be just having a few drinks that have had their scones already in the day and it wouldn't be viable for them to run food in there. But there are some pubs that, you know, put in a huge effort as well, and they do fairly well, in fairness to them, but it is getting to be a ferociously difficult trade, and it is worrying, and like uh, people would, I've heard it said there earlier on the previous speaker, that, you know, you could get a second pub starting up, and a third pub starting up, any pub, any town I have seen where you lose a lot of pubs, you're always better with a few pubs in it, because People have a tendency to go around and sort of a circle go from one to the other. Mm. Whereas if you've just the one, they'll sort to say, ah, oh, we won't bother going there, we'll go to some other town. Yeah. And this is, I wouldn't
0: be against having a few pubs in a town, being quite yeah, frankly. It about. becomes a destination then rather than uh, just uh, the, the local. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.